0: You're very welcome to This Adult Life with myself, Mark Fennell, where we talk about all things to do with adult life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, today's topic, it's a bit of an ugly one, but don't worry, there are solutions, there are remedies, there are things you can do to help. Today, we're talking about bullying. Now, when it comes to bullying, when it comes to haters or trolls or whatever you want to call it, sometimes we're forced and we ask ourselves the question of, why do these people hate me so much? Well, we're gonna be talking about that, also the three types of haters that exist, and also seven steps you can do with dealing with being bullied. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you've found yourself being a bit of a bully as of late, well, you know what, stay tuned. It might help you as well. It's gonna be a helpful podcast for whatever side of the fence you fall on, but you're listening to This of Life, the podcast. So you're very welcome to the show. Now, when it comes to this episode, episode 20, it's called Why Haters Hate Me. And I think I wrote this in mind for the people that I've been helping over the last while. And just from what I've seen online, as well as what you see in the schoolyard and the workplace, bullying is something that will never go away. It's just there. But sometimes when we understand why bullying exists, or even understand ourselves, why do we bully, it sometimes can help well fix it change it and change it for the better so we're going to be talking about that today and my question is I'm going to kick it off with this is but have you ever been bullied have you ever been like you know hated on trolled you know have you ever had that hate aimed at you because for me you know years ago I was bullied and I was bullied pretty bad for a number of years and it's it, it left a mark on me at the time and it was something I had to deal with and get over and thankfully I did. But, you know, I learned a lot through that ordeal. Stuff that I look back on now going, my goodness, you know, how did I survive it? But I did. Uh, we'll talk more about that um, anyway a little bit later on. But here's the question, I and I don't know about you, the question is this, have you noticed that there is just so much more bullying now in play? And I don't know about you, but I just feel, the, particularly online in the virtual world we live in, hatred It's not just now agree to disagree anymore. It's such polarized things. So you say one thing, another person disagrees with it. They won't agree to disagree, but they'll go, I disagree with what you said, and I'm going to hate you for it, and I'm going to hit you hard about what you said. And it's kind of like they come after you. If you say something online, a comment, or whatever the case may be. So it seems to be now that you're either on this side of the fence or that side of the fence. There's no such thing as being in the middle. And if you're on the wrong side of the fence, you're going to be on the receiving end of some serious rat. And this is kind of a scary. Very worrying place and I particularly think about it because you know it comes along when you least expect it and it's not something anyone ever wishes upon anyone but it's a horrible thing but let's talk about it anyway the whole bullying thing I found you see with lockdown I think just from with clients and different things I've seen that more hatred has kind of risen up over the last few months you'd see it online I've seen a lot on Instagram particularly a lot of hatred over there and people getting trolled in really really bad ways and we'll talk about that in a while but I think What I've noticed is that over lockdown, a lot of us have been forced to take a good hard look at ourselves you know we're looking at four walls we're at home whatever the case may be but we've had a time to stop slow down reflect or take stock of who we are what we are and I think for a lot of people if there were inner demons that they were normally working to keep busy or distract themselves from these kind of inner demons these kind of inner struggles these things that they don't want to ever confront they've been forced to confront them and I think it's how it's showing itself is that they're taking this anger frustration and we'll explain kind of the psychology behind it later on but they're taking all that anger or inner pain and they're bringing it online to vent. And I think that's what we're seeing. I've seen some horrific stuff on Instagram, you know, over the last few months, like people who would be very confident, outspoken people, nice people, likeable people, and they've just been hated on. Hated on so much so they've been judged what they look like, what they say, how they say it, what they wear. They've been judged on their families. They've been judged on their past. they just complete criticism, but not just criticism, criticism loaded with hatred. You know, hatred as in the, the people writing it hoped that the victim would hear it and it would break them in two. That's all I can imagine. I remember hearing one story a number of years ago, and the hatred got so bad for this particular person. One of the comments was, I hope you get pregnant and your baby dies. I mean, how horrific is that? I mean, how horrific is that, to say or wish that upon somebody? And we don't know that person, and I just remember seeing that, and I couldn't believe it. And I was like, this is crazy stuff. There's a lot of venom out there, a lot of hatred. But you know what? I think if we can understand it a little bit, it doesn't justify it. But when we understand it, well, it makes us stop self-examining. Because what happens is, when we get bullied or hated on, the first thing we do, we look at, is there truth to it? We self-examine, we look at ourselves in the mirror, is what they're saying true? Is there a shred of plausibility to what they've said? And if there is, well then we go, oh my goodness, I never knew this about me. How many more people? And it breaks our confidence. When it breaks your confidence, it breaks your motivation, it breaks you know, your whole outlook on things because you feel derailed. And I've seen so many people become derailed because of haters, because of bullies online. And this is what it does. And this is, it doesn't matter if you're a 15-year-old girl or a 35-year-old man. It doesn't matter. Bullying hits you. And at some point, it will hit you where it hurts. And that's when it will derail you. But here's what I found. When we start to understand and understand where this comes from, it can be a great help to us. It can be, I suppose, peace of mind. Um, but let me tell you about, I suppose, my story. When I was bullied, when I was younger, and I'm not looking for the permies now on this, or the, <laughs> the, you know, but I, I it, it was pretty horrific. Basically, I was in, um, I was probably around 10 years old at the time, and this particular person in the class just took a very strong dislike to me. Uh, so much so, they would try and, you know, bully me, slag me, insult me um, you know and wherever you're listening to this by the way when we say slag slag is basically where you mock somebody else maybe their appearance or whatever so they would mock me you know insult me and they would do it obviously always with a group you know they would never just do it to me on their own they would be obviously with their friends or whatever else and they Used me as their, cause I suppose their target for laughter, and they would then kind of use the peer pressure. Oh, listen, if you're, uh, I bet you wouldn't even try this cigarette. Here, take, take, take a, a drag of this cigarette. Go on, go on, do it, or you're this, or you're that. And I wouldn't do it, and then they would say, Oh, you're such a this, you're such a that. The peer pressure thing, and it became so bad where they'd ra- he'd randomly pass or his friends, and they'd punch me. Or they kicked kick me, just randomly, out of the blue. And I was kind of, you know, I, I wasn't a big fella at that stage. Um, <laughs> I'm bigger now, I don't know what happened to me when I turned 12, 13, anyway. But, you know, I was a lot smaller and I was a quiet kind of a kid at that point as well. So I didn't really know how to process this. So much so, I didn't know how to verbalise this. And uh, eventually what happened was, I started becoming a bit of a, a kind of a, a, a grump at home. You know, and uh, and even with my friends, my couple of friends that I had, I started being a little bit of a bully with them. So, and only in reflection I realise where this comes from. And this is what they say. They say the people who are bullied can sometimes become the bully. Um, and the reason is because when you're bullied and you're hurt enough and you're broken down enough and it just gets in on you, you don't ever want anyone to hurt you again. So rather than giving someone a chance to hurt you, you, you you take on the mandate, well I'll throw the first stone and that will protect me. And that's kind of how it works. But anyway, thankfully it was nipped in the bud at a very young age. So the bullying continued for a couple of years. Eventually I opened up to my mum. She saw my change in character and she said, what's going on? I Told her about it, and she said, "You just ignore them. You know, you just don't put up with it." And and she gave me the advice, and I told her, "Don't tell the school. Don't tell the school." That was my biggest fear. And this is when I was a kid, and then I went to secondary school, and the bully was in my secondary school, and that was the worst thing. When I found out he was going to the same school, I thought, "Oh my goodness, the change of school. it would be like I suppose going to high school." But the, the change of school. Would I thought bring some solace and solution, but no it didn't um but what I realized was you know you ignore the bully, you don 't listen to what they say in fact you, you you laugh it off, you just kind of ignore the whole thing, and I know that sounds real simple, and we'll get to more stuff later on, but I started to just ignore the stuff so so much so I would actually start going, "Oh, you think really all right that's your that's your opinion, not mine and it was just kind of went like that through the jigs and the rails they went away and i think when they feel they're not getting anything or getting any result or response they move they they just leave you alone and that's what did happen but i've seen that that same bullying when happened to me as a 10 11 year old can happen when you're 20s your 30s 40s 50s. it doesn't matter what age you are people will take a dislike to you and you cannot please all the people all the time so there's not even point in trying the three types of haters that exist the three types of bullies that exist and you see this more so as you get older and and what i thought was, you know, distinct to when I was a kid, that the exact same bullying happens when you're an adult, from adults, by adults, to adults. And it's the worrying part about, it's the surprising, disappointing part about whole of this bullying, hater thing, but it does. It doesn't matter who you are or what age you are, you may be subject to bullying at some point in your life. I hope you never are, but it can happen. But here's the three types of haters that exist in the world. And when you start to understand this, you kind of go, you know what? Interesting. It's not about me. Even if, when you're the victim, it's not about you. Which is interesting. But let me talk about, I mean, the first type we all know, because everyone says, oh, they're just jealous. The jealous type. You know, they want what you have. You know, you share a post online and some people will, will celebrate with you and other people will loathe you for it. Oh, they got a new car, whatever this, whatever that. Or they got new clothes or they got a new runners or they got whatever the case. And you will have people who'll celebrate with you and go, oh, wow, it's gorgeous. I love it. Well done. Or you got a new job. Brilliant. But then there will be people and uh, thankfully a minority of people who will say, oh, they, they, they want what you have. And that's the jealous type. But then there's the envious type, which is even worse. And it's all in the jealousy bracket. The envious type, so the jealous type wants what you have and they don't like you for it. The the envious type, they want what you have and they don't think you should have it either. So it's kind of like, I want what you have and you shouldn't have it. You know, they want to take it from you. The jealous type want what you have Simple as that. But the envious type want what you have and they don't think you should have it either. So they want to take it from you. So the envy-jealousy type, they're jealous so they hate you because you've got stuff they want and they're jealous and they hate you for it. Rather than blame their own situation or their own shortcomings or whatever they've done, they blame you. They hate you for it. You go, oh, look at them. Look at them. The jealous type. The second type, though, is, is the hurting type. Now, this one... We don't always see but we may you may know that the saying that says hurt people hurt people and it's the hurting people that's do the hurting and it's that simple because what happens is hurting people who are hurting on the inside themselves well it makes them feel a little better when they hurt others you see they project their pain onto their victim because when the victim hurts it distracts from their pain it almost is like a, a, some a distractive measure you know, it's it's kind of like when it comes to hating on someone or hurting on someone, they do it because it takes the onus or the attention off them and it now goes on to something else. It's like giving someone hurting a project, but because they're hurting, their project will involve hurting someone else. It's kind of like bitterness. You know, people who are bitter, you know, they get bitter with the world and they hate people around them. It's kind of like hurting, it's like misery loves company. Do you ever hear that saying? Because... When someone has misery, I think they're miserable. They like to get around other people who are miserable as well, so they can trade stories, and it kind of brings them together. It's a weird thing because it's a horrible thing to have in common, but misery loves company. That's why bullies never act alone. They like to have someone with them who'll agree with them because it kind of empowers their opinion. You know, say you 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 get married or something, the hater will go the hurter now, the one that's hurting. The hurt will say, oh, they got married. Who does she think she is? Look at her thrown in her face, you know. And They will hate you for it because they're hurting on the inside. Maybe they had a broken relationship. They, might, they may not hate you over everything. They may not try and hurt you over every topic. But when it's a topic that's close to the bone with them, that's the one where the hurting gets turned on. And you become their, shall we say, uh, dartboard. And that's kind of what it is. Because, you know, it's it's... Basically, they want to throw the darts at you because it makes them feel a little bit lighter, shall I say, uh, with their situation they're going through because they aim it at you. It's kind of like a person who self-harms. People never understand why do people self-harm when the self-harm causes them more pain? Because the pain on the outside, if they hurt themselves, is a relief because the pain on the inside is so great. And it makes, when you think of it, it doesn't always make sense, but they want so much relief from the inner pain they have that they will hurt themselves on the outside. And that pain, although it's bad, will distract from their inner pain. And that's what hurting people do. They will hurt you because it will distract from their own hurt and they will at least they'll try and hurt you, and that's why they do it. It's not a nice thing, and it's, it's a sad thing, but you know what happens is when they see you happy, they loathe you for it because they are so unhappy. That's the hurting hater. The third type is the underachiever, and the underachiever is basically, well, here's how it works. Your achievements remind them of their lack of achievement. You've had some successes in your life and whatever and you may have shared them online but then what happens is or maybe you shared it with a friend or a group of friends and this is why sometimes friends can all of a sudden who your friends are for years just turn on you you know you're sharing your good news oh my goodness look at the good news i have this that or whatever and then they all your friends celebrate with you but there might be one or two that take a dislike to you and all of a sudden they don't like you and you're why did they not like me i did nothing wrong with them we've never fallen out it's because your achievements they're They may be jealous of it, they may be hurting, but the underachiever will see, when they see you successful or you achieve something, and it's something that they would love or it's something that they've tried to go after, basically your achievements remind them of their underachievement. You make them feel almost like less than a person. Because of your, and it's not that you're doing this or employing this or trying to be superior, but they now see you've got more than them. They see you as superior, which makes them feel inferior. So when we come across the underachiever, this one can be very bitter. can be very, it's hard to understand. It's very, it's very hard to negotiate or discuss or resolve with an underachiever because anytime you have success, In something that they like or is important to them, uh, you will remind them of their lack of achievement. It's kind of like, I remember seeing a new uh, rap artist was coming up in Ireland and gone on to be a great success. Incredible music and just fantastic. And there was this other rapper who's very similar and has had some success. But he didn't have as much success as this other rapper. And here's what happened. The rapper that was around and didn't have as much success started hating on the rapper who did have success. So much so, they became enemies. Because obviously, the guy doing really well didn't want to be anything to do with the other guy because he's hating on him, And they became enemies, mortal enemies. And it was really weird because they at once would have been friends. But then what happened was the rapper went on to, that was successful, got more success and more success and never let the hater get in on them. But the other guy just got so bitter. I don't know what happened, but his career just it just dissipated, it just disappeared. The point is, you either get bitter or you get better. You know, And it's not about, oh, they're achieving this because they're better than me. No, 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 no. You either deal with the bitterness there or you say, you know what, they're doing well, I celebrate with them. Because I hope to have my own successes that I can share as well. It's t- changing that mentality if you're that kind of person that gets, shall I say, annoyed when you see people achieve things. It's kind of like when someone who's in a bad relationship sees someone online in uh, sharing photographs of date night and how everything is awesome. They may hate that couple for that because they're going, oh, you've got what I don't have. So basically what happens with the underachiever is they see your achievements as superior to them you don't mean it to be that way but that's how they see it that's how they interpret it with their eyes they see you doing better than them means you're superior and like i say it makes them feel inferior it makes them feel less than and they don't like to feel less than so when they feel less than they hate you for it even though you've done nothing wrong you just shared a bit of good news and that's the underachiever the three types the jealous type the hurting type and the underachiever. But you see, here's the thing. The reason people may hate on you or bully you, you know what, whatever the reason is behind this, know that it's not what you're doing. It's all of their concern. But here's what I will say. It's people who do stuff in life get talked about. It's people who reach successes, achieve goals and move forward. They're the people who get talked about. Nobody ever talks about the haters. I always remember like this, you know, sometimes you'll get these forums that pop up online, for example, and people will talk in there and they'll say, oh, this person, that person, and you'll see other people chime in. Like I said already, misery loves company. But it's like, I always see those forums as, you know, and I always say this to everybody, never read those forums if they're about you. Don't go there. Pretend they don't exist because they're kind of like the desert. Nothing good grows in the desert. It's a, it's a place of death, it's a place of, of, of unproductivity, it's a place of misery. You know, the desert is associated with all these things, and that's really what these forms are. Nothing good will come of that conversation. Even if they can list 101 things bad about you, nothing good will come from that conversation. So let them be, because they're not constructive conversations, it's just criticism, bullying, Uh, anger, vengeance, frustration, misery. It's all of those things. It's pain, it's hurt. That's all that is behind those forums. So see those forums as a desert. And why would you ever go to a desert to try and make something good? You just wouldn't. So if you want to remain good and keep your head in the zone, remember, don't go to the death zone because nothing good comes from it. I always remember the... Uh, saying go where you're celebrated not where you're tolerated and I think that's so true when it's close to the bone when it's friends or people close to you because they say people closest to you hurt you the most and So often it's those people close to us that end up hurting us the most. But haters online, when they say something about someone close to us, it also has the same effect. So say if you're online, for example, I'm going to use Instagram again. Uh, Not to beat on Instagram, this happens on every platform, uh, some more than others, but I've seen it a lot there. But when you say you're on Instagram and you share a picture of your child or a picture of your partner or a picture of your house, and then people, they criticize that, that hurts you even more because they're criticising someone you love or something you love. And that even can even sometimes hurt you more than actually directing at you. They get at you through your family or through your you know loved ones, through your home, or through something that you love and care for. And that can sometimes even hurt more than them actually attacking you directly. And here's a really good quote I always think is relevant to this topic particularly. And here it is. It says this. It says, you would never take criticism from someone you would not ask advice from. So, don't take a criticism from somebody who you would never go to advice for. And it's so, so, true and when it comes to for example online now that we're talking about online i suppose we have that section under our pictures that says comment <laughs> you know and it's kind of like we, we we want you to comment we want you to like the image but we don't want you to go hating on us in our own comment box but this is what happens or sometimes it doesn't happen there it might happen on a blog or whatever the case may be but here's the thing there's three types of people who comment on your pictures online and when you start to understand them again it's always a big help the most people are commenters even are people who will agree with you or sometimes disagree with you and when you talk about an opinion or something that strikes a nerve with them well they will react positively or negatively in the comments bar but they won't be disrespectful they just tell you that they don't agree and here's probably why so commenters are good freedom of speech it's good to have you know see the other side of the coin so commenters are all okay the people who comment just comment and respectful and nice and civil it's all good in the hood but then you've got the haters now the haters only tend to come out when you talk on a topic that they disagree with. And I think society today is so polarised. You're either, you think like this or you think like that. There's no in-between and if you don't agree with me, I'm going to disagree with you and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to hate you for it. You know, it's it's kind of like that extreme kind of world we live in right now. But the haters are the ones that when you speak on something they hate your opinion because you've said something that they really feel passionate about and because they, they might not like something you've done, something you've said, something you own. You know, you you bought this and they're like, oh, don't you realise this? Uh. Anyway, the point is the haters will go on the comments field and they will just hate on you because they're disgusted at that particular you know post for whatever reason whether it's something you believe in something you said something you own or whatever they will just hate on you for that particular post now the third type is the troll now a troll well they just won't go away uh, from one incident or one comment no no they will troll you and persecute you you see they want you to feel pain and hurt they want you to take, you know, yourself down a notch. They don't like to see you where you're at or whatever because of who you are. So they want you to lose in life, basically. They want to stamp you out, destroy you, break you down, get a reaction and when they see you, they've broken you and you've deleted your account, they go yes, job done, on to the next victim. They thrive on your hurt, you see. They they want to see that reaction. This empowers them because they may have pain in their own life and hurt in their own life but when they see you hurting they feel like they've done something, that they've had influence That they've and it makes them give this sense of empowerment and by seeing you hurt gives them a sense of power and control over you. Something they may have little of maybe in their own lives so They use it through the keyboard and they come at you that way. And these are the people who troll you. They're kind of like the bullies. The bully doesn't go away. You see them every day in school, and they don't just go away. They they bully and bully and bully because that's where they like to be empowered. It makes them feel good to inflict pain and break you down for whatever reason. Like we discussed some of the reasons earlier on. But we see here's the thing: when you are the subject of this, I suppose you're thinking, but Mark, and it's good to understand where they're coming from. But here's my biggest Uh, Number one, and I'm going to give you a couple of tips here, but I'm going to give you the biggest and number one thing you must always remember. Although it's about you, it's not about you. (laughs) And this is the truth. Although it's about you, it's not about you. It may be at you. It may be something about you, but it's actually not about you. The reason they're doing what they're doing is because of their own hurt, their own pain, their own anger or frustrations in life. That's actually what it's about. You're just the dartboard you know, your name is on, your picture is on their dartboard and they're throwing those darts because it gives them a sense of release, a sense of control, a sense of empowerment, but it's not actually about you. And that's the number one tip I'd always share with you. And remember this one. Here's another tip. I shared this already, but never take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from. Always remember that. Never take criticism from someone you wouldn't go to for advice. And here's one, another tip for you. Tip number three. They don't know you, so why care? You see, it's kind of like this when we get bullied and so forth, particularly online where it's kind of this faceless person or anonymous group of people just talking and talking and talking about us. You see, they don't know you. And if you think of it like this, if you were walking down the street and someone across the street starts shouting at you saying, you know, oh, you're ugly, oh, you're fat. Oh, the state of your body shape or the state of your clothes or I don't like how you sound, I don't like what you did, I hate that post. Or if someone across the street as you're walking down starts shouting that at you, what would you do? Would you kind of turn around and want to say something? Yeah, you're probably the temptation. But what would be the best thing to do? You just walk on. Because they're a stranger. So what? They could be mad. You just don't know. You wouldn't stop and engage them in a conversation and try dialogue, uh, create a dialogue with them. You just wouldn't. you just blank them and move forward. You'd ghost them. <laughs> you know, if you had a block button, you'd hit it, you know? And, and here's the thing when it comes to block buttons. It's not always good to block those who disagree with us because they could be a commenter they could be just leaving a comment that they're passionate about you know and sometimes a conversation in the dms can happen and it's not not always a bad thing you know i know one such person and they engaged with a person who would have could have appeared like a hater but they talked to them and said well listen this is why i think this i'm sorry if you think that way but let's agree to disagree and they had a whole dialogue and the person said you know what i respect you for actually commenting back to me so happy i followed you and they actually you know, agreed to disagree and they became, like that person continued to follow them. So don't always be quick to hit the block button because it can be an easy thing to do. But instead, you know, realize and ask yourself, well, are they a commenter? Are they just passionate about this thing? Or are they a hater? Are they a troll? You know, you'll always know the difference. You'll know by the level of venom that comes behind it. So don't always hit the block button. But remember this, when you, someone does leave a comment online or a troll or a hater or whatever the case may be, it's just like someone shouting at you from across the street. You wouldn't stop and engage them. You wouldn't take it to heart. You just move on. The same is true when you see this stuff online, because the simple, it's kind of like this. I always use this as an analogy. People who comment on you who don't really know you, it's kind of like walking into a movie halfway through the film. You try and gather what's going on, and then what you do is, you know, you, it's to say you walk in to watch Rocky, right? You know, Rocky Balboa, <laughs> right? The boxer. And you walk in, and you see him, and it's near the end of the movie. You walk in, and you see him win, and then you see him cheering, and you see his wife cheering, and he's like, you know, I love you. And you see all this happening, right? And then you kind of go, you walk go, oh, that guy, what kind of movie was that? It's just about some guy battering some other fella and he won but you didn't know his journey you didn't know that he lost the fights at the start he lost his best mate his trainer died you don't know the whole story you're coming in at the end when it looks like everything is great and that can be the way it is online for a lot of us you know people comment on us not knowing us and when they actually leave those comments they're only seeing the public side of you they don't actually know you so bottom line is this like i said at the start and i'll say it again point number three is you know these people don't know you This is about you, but it's actually not really about you when they leave these comments because they just don't know you. And so, you know what? You just kind of remember. Hang on, I'm not going to take criticism from people I wouldn't take advice from. Point number four, tip number four, shall I say. Remember who is important to you. Who do you do what you do? Who do you do it for? You know, this is particularly for people, I suppose, who are influencers. You know, they may have like thousands of followers and so forth and have reached that success. But remember who you're doing it for. You're doing it for the people who follow you. They follow you because they like you. They, You're doing it for your fans. It's kind of like when the musician goes on stage, they're not thinking about who didn't buy the ticket for the concert. They're thinking about who's bought the tickets, who's, you know, in the pit in front of them, who came to the show. They're thinking about the fans who bought the tickets, not the people who didn't. And that's who you're doing it for. You're thinking about the people who support you, buy the stuff from you, comment and like. We'll maybe sometimes agree to disagree, but you're you're doing it for your followers, your friends, your fans. You're doing it for you and more deeper than that, outside of the internet and so to speak, You're doing it for you and you're doing it for your family so that you can have a quality of life. That's what you're actually doing it for. You're not doing it for the people who hate you. You never were and never will. And they'll come and they'll go. But remember this, tip number five, always have people you can confide in. Because I always believe a problem shared is a problem have. Sometimes they can say something that will hurt That maybe, you know, they might comment on, say, something about your physicality. And maybe it is true. You know, they might say, oh, you look at your gray hair. or I don't know. They might say something. Oh, you put on weight. And maybe there is truth to it. But that's where you confide in someone, your loved ones, your close circle of friends, people you know you can trust and rely on. Always have someone to talk about. If you feel it's getting in on you a little bit, talk to those that you love, who you know, and who you trust. And here's another one for you it's all about being yourself. Because sometimes when trolls and haters come along, they can try and make you become like a politician. You're trying to appease everybody, and in so doing, you lose yourself. You lose who you really are. Because this is what happens. Because you're trying to please everybody you end up being lukewarm and everything. You end up becoming so PC that it's like, oh, they don't stand for much, really. They're just floating along. You don't want to be that person, be you. And of course, there is an element of tact and diplomacy. Don't get me wrong, that 100% exists. But remember to be yourself. It's okay to say what you say, you know, and think before you speak, absolutely. But you don't want to be bullied into being someone else. You don't want it never change because a bully or hater said you should. Oh, she's put on weight. Oh, I better lose weight then, you know oh, I don't like the way I wrote this. Oh, I better change how I wrote that. You know, Don't always jump to what the bullies have you do because remember, you're not trying to please everyone. You're just trying to please those that care about you, those that follow you, those that are with you. And you're trying to just be yourself and care for yourself, number one. Always remember this. You'll never please everyone. It's impossible. So it's not even worth trying. Yes, be tactful, diplomatic, PC to a degree, but don't lose yourself in the process. But here's the last one, and this is the, so important. Tip number seven. Don't let anyone limit your potential. Now you're thinking, of course, I would never let anyone limit my potential, but here's what happens. When the haters get in, the bullies, and they say things online and talk about you in forums online, and you become a topic of debate, when you let them get in on you, it affects your confidence. When it affects your confidence, fear comes in because you think, oh, what if it's true? What if they're right? What The fear comes in because you know what? You don't want to be hated. Your confidence get broken because they've commented on it. And when that confidence is affected and fear comes in, motivation slows down, self-belief starts to dwindle. And you know what happens? You stop being the person you were. Your productivity, your output, doing what you were doing before gets affected. In fact, you get, like I said, at the very start, you get derailed. And when you get derailed, who does that affect? That affects you and yours. So you think, yeah, I don't want anyone to limit my potential. Well, when you let the haters get in, they can limit your potential because you slow down and you don't be as effective as you once were. You're not, should I say, able to keep up with what you were doing before because your confidence gets broke, the motivation gets stopped. Never let someone get in on the inside or affect you like that, because when they do, they affect your potential. They affect what you're doing because they derail you. So when I say don't let anyone limit your potential, remember, if you let the haters get in, They're starting to limit your potential. I remember speaking to one person and they said, do you know what? I wish I didn't have as many people, you know, signed up to follow me because the more people that sign up, the more haters come. But you know what? That was fear. Because fear was saying more people who come, more haters come. And I hate what the haters do. But when you start to not take what the haters do personally, You start to go, hang on a minute, but look at the other side. I've more people who love me. I've more people who care for me. I've more people that are going to help me get to where I am in my journey and my goals and my destination and where I want to be in life. So never let fear get in. Never fear the haters because when you start to fear the haters, well, they start to limit, you start to limit your potential. So don't let them get in. It's so, so important. And it's so true for all of us. It's not easy. It's not easy to, you know, people say, oh, don't take it personal. But when you start to realize that the real issue there, although it's at you, it's not about you. and They may be talking about you, but it's actually not about you. It's their pain manifesting. It's their pain projecting. And when you see it like that, it makes it a whole lot easier to not take it personal. But one thing I have to add, and I think it's probably the most important thing, And I learned this the hard way because I got so angry when I was bullied in school and it went on for years. And as I say, it carried into secondary school. And even when bullying resurfaced again years later in my adult's life, who would have thought? I always, well, I was faced with a choice. I can either get angry and bitter at them or I can rise above it. I can kind of continue to do what I do and be better than it. And it's like what I said earlier on, sometimes you have a choice. You either get bitter or you get better. And you can say, you know what, this may have hurt me, but I'm going to recover and I refuse to hate back because the worst thing to ever do in life is to fight hate with hate. Instead, walk on, move forward, onwards and upwards, rise above it and never get bitter. It's their problem, not yours. But here's the thing. What if you're listening to this and you've gone, you know what, I've actually hated on some people online. What if you're kind of if the truth being told, you're kind of saying, no, maybe I'm a bit of a troll at times. Well, I would say to you this, listen, not all is not lost. Why not look at why that might be? If there's a pain, if there's a struggle, if there's something, what is it that makes you jealous? What is it that triggers you into this not nice person, whether it be online or in person? What is it that triggers this jealousy in you? Is it right? And why is that? Because I believe everything and everyone is fixable if they want to change but you've got to want to change and if that's you and you're thinking you know what Mark yeah that's been a bit me maybe I could rearrange it maybe I could do something well you know what? ask the right questions and you work towards getting the solutions and I think that's a big part of it so if you found yourself being a bit of a bully or a hater or a bit of a troll or whatever the case might be you know what ask yourself why is that the truth be no why is that and when you realise that hang on a minute it's maybe there's something going on in my life well why not fix it Why not fix it? And you never know what life might be like. You might just be a little happier for it. Listen, I hope this has helped. And I would love if you know anyone who's been bullied, share this with them. Share this podcast out there. Of course, it's it's something I love to do is podcasting. So whenever... Uh, you listen to this or whatever. I mean, I, will, I love when people share it in their stories and they tag me and they go, I like this because I got this from it or thanks to the pod." When I see that, it's so, so encouragement t- to me. You know, we don't have a sponsor or anything like that. But when I see someone kind of share it in a story and tag me uh, on Instagram or whatever the case may be, I always love that. It's kind of like a little thumbs up going, you know, keep doing these podcasts. So thank you to everyone who does share. But by the way, you want to connect with me, it's markfennel.ie on Instagram and Facebook. And the website is markfennel. Dot I-E. So get in touch, get connected. And of course, if you want to delve into previous podcasts, go have a listen uh, to them as well. But do let me know if you're listening. Always tag me online because it's. I love when people do that. It's so encouraging. It's like, oh my goodness, people are listening and liking. It's good, it's good. Anyway, on that note, I hope today has been helpful. And uh, mind yourself. And you know, with the times that we are in, always remember when the hate comes at you, it's never about you. On that note, you've been Grace. I've been Mark Fennell, and this is This Out of Life, the podcast.